What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Back Talk. We got a special episode this week. Uh, we have a special guest, so we're going to kick this off a little bit different. Hey, Blair, how you doing? I was waving to the special guest. Oh, okay. Oh. Right. <laughs> Tony's, Tony's not doing anything, of course. Um, well, Tony's what he's doing what he does best. I thought Tony yeah. was frozen. He kind of looks frozen, except for he's blinking. Are we talking about people's <laughs> favorite movies now, or are we going to introduce somebody? Yes, we're going to introduce our guest <laughs> this week. We have Bad Country Andrew Williams from OVW. Welcome, hey, Andrew. How are you doing? Good, good. Thank you. It's good to be here. Good deal, man. So I... All, everybody, when they ask uh, or they have a wrestler on, they ask the same stupid question first, and I'm not going to do that. Um, so you, so tell me, who is Bad Country? Oh, man. Uh, basically, I'm just a small-town guy who likes to cuss, fight, and drink, man. That's pretty much about it. So, of course, we all watch the wrestlers, right? Or most of us watch the wrestlers or... <coughs> And we know that one part in wrestlers, somebody says, Al Snow wants you to describe your character in five words. Can you do it? Uh, five words? Cousin fighting, drinking, uh, redneck, small town. <laughs> <laughs> however you want to however you want to put those together that's pretty much pretty much where i'm at rowdy beer drinking country boy yep yep i've been thinking about favorite? this for a week for you <laughs> <laughs> what's what's your what's your favorite beverage oh man uh say dr pepper love it okay when you said drinking, I thought you might go with like you know Jim Beam or something like that. But Dr. Well, Pepper, fair enough. Yeah, I mean you can mix anything with it, and it, it all okay. tastes good. That's the th- okay. that's the thing. Okay. What what would what would be your favorite cuss word if you had to if you had to rank your top five favorite cuss words? What what's your Mount Rushmore of favorite cuss words? Well, <laughs> fuck is probably the first one. Fuck yeah, <laughs> number one. Yeah. Uh, shit, damn, okay. ass, shit, damn. ass. Okay. fuck, damn, shit, ass, right there. Okay. Yep. All right. We can do yep. this in five words too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, Dustin. Stop. <laughs> what was uh? <laughs> good. What was the first memory that drew you to wrestling? Uh, my dad was flipping through the channels, uh, one night and he, he was going so fast and he stopped like for one second. I don't know what channel it was. I I mean, it it probably could have been anything, but all I heard was just fans yelling and screaming. And like the second I looked at the TV, I think I I may have saw Stone Cold Steve Austin. I really don't know because it was like. I think four, maybe three years old at the time, and you, you know you, you don't have good memory from then. But just so young, and just hearing that, it was like that was 
that's all that I knew. You know, I was like, I, I want to find what that was. Right. Um, my grandma used to watch it too all the time, but I never knew it until like years later. You know. Well, let's say if you first, if uh, you thought it was Stone Cold, that's where the cussing and drinking comes from. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, so. Go ahead. Go ahead, Blair. No. I was just going to say that my first memory is a little bit different than that. I know this isn't an interview about me, but my first memory is I rode to the party with my dad and rode home with my mom. <laughs> Nobody, no sense of humor over here? Okay, that's fine. Okay. I'll just mute my mic. <laughs> All right. Moving oh, on. So, so you I did see. Uh, most of you guys are from Indiana. We got to slow these jokes down a little bit. Maybe if I would have said well, my daddy, yeah, cousin, and my sister, uncle. <laughs> well, well, see, see, Andrew is from Kentucky. Same thing. It's like Indiana, but dumber. <laughs> Tony, Tony, Tony's got his prime, of course, because we absolutely hate. Logan Paul, but thanks, Tony. Whoa, easy on this we, okay? How do you feel? Yeah. All right. This go go ahead. <laughs> you buy this stock? Glowberry. glowberry. What berry? What berry? Glowberry. 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 Also, glowberry. Uh, do, those glow on, do those grow on the glow bush or in the glow no. tree? But it glows it in the dark. I don't know if I want to drink something that glows in the dark on purpose. What happens just, when you piss it out? Not the liquid. I already tested. I was oh. a little bit spectacle too, so I had to make sure. Um, not sure what flavor. I, I, it's a little apple in there. I think a little strawberry. I had the wife test it. A little strawberry in there too. So, but yeah, I don't know. New flavor for do Halloween. You, do you think uh, Logan owes uh, Naomi some type of uh, royalties for that one? Probably. The glow. Oh, never thought of that. It's I, yeah, you watch her like come back and start pushing it too. <laughs> so how do you feel? How, how, how do you feel about Logan Paul? Uh, I may not like the guy, you know, personally, but of course I don't know him for real. Just you know what YouTube has on there. But uh, when it comes to wrestling, I mean, the guy knows what he's doing. I, I can't, I can't hate on it and. I mean, he's bringing money in, and that's what wrestling's about, you know, bringing that money. So, this is what it is, you know. He's here, and he's probably not going to leave for a while, you know. Just get used to it. I, w I wish he would leave tomorrow or yesterday. <laughs> I'd say a lot of people do. <laughs> I mean, he's I mean, actually so put on uh, some good matches, though. I mean, for the spots he's done. They're pretty big spots. So, oh, it's entertaining. Yeah. So we watch the yeah. wrestlers in OVW, right? And and these are guys that are trying to make it, trying to make it mm. big, right? And you have somebody like Logan Paul who comes along and is handed, hand-gifted a top spot without paying dues, without doing anything. That doesn't rub you just a little bit. It does, but at the same time, I mean, the guy's a celebrity. I mean, he's got the name behind him. He's got the money to pay for... It, all the training that he wants to get, right? Uh, it it just it just is what it is. I mean, he he 
he's got the name. You can't you can't deny him. You know, and he's good. He's it, it, some guy. Some celebrities get in there and they think they're going to do these big spots and they're just going to get in there and do like maybe one thing here or there. He actually goes out and has a full match. The only other person that I know did that was Stephen Amell, mm-hmm. and like it, Logan has like I think done a lot more than anybody ever thought he would. So I mean, I, I can't. For as good as he is, I, I can't really I can't really hate on him too much. Damn it! I think he's Damn paid man. his dues though. Hmm. I, I think he's paid his dues. How's he, how did he pay? What ring has he ever set up? It doesn't like matter. Money, about I think money-wise, money wise, he paid his dues. It's kind of like sitting here going, The Rock shouldn't be an actor because he didn't. He wasn't in theater in high school, and he didn't set up backdrops in high school, and he didn't paint sets. Like, fuck all that, dude. Like, paying dues is paying dues. It doesn't have to be in the exact same field that you're in. You can pay your dues to get your get to where you are and make a name and a – uh, brand for yourself, and then you can take that wherever you want to go. In my opinion, okay, I get okay. that, Tony. So you speak of Austin, you know some of your fonder memories back then. So let's just ask that one question: Who was your biggest influence growing up? You know, we've all had them doing all whatever we do in life. So who was yours growing up? Uh. Triple H, I think, was uh, really the one that I watched. That like Austin and Rock, I loved watching them. But Triple H, I think, embodied what being a professional wrestler was. You know, he was so entertaining. Everything he did meant something. You know, and you know, you can sort of you can tell who's there just for the money and who's there just to be there, you know, and Triple H I felt was always there because he wanted to be there and he never stepped away. He never went anywhere. He just stayed, you know? Um, and I know you're wrong. I don't hate rock or Austin for, you know, leaving cause you know, rock, you know, wanted to do more. And Austin, of course, with his, uh, neck injury, of course, you know, couldn't have a very long career, you know, um, so just like the longevity Triple H had, like that he was like one of the guys that I just loved watching and really try to emulate now, kind of. All right. So where did you start? Where did you start wrestling? So like we know you're in OVW now, which is a is also a wrestling school. Um, mm-hmm. I've I've had the opportunity to um, share a locker with room with you at Supreme, which is also a wrestling school. But where did you get your start? Uh, well, I actually started training with OVW in 2020. Um, it, it was a little bit of a rocky start because COVID had just hit. Like, I come in in January, uh, we start class, I think it was February, March, and then around, I think, May, I think everything got shut down. Uh, I kind of went back and forth a little bit, uh, trying to figure out, you know, after we got back to going, you know, we had like different people coming in and training. So like I had to figure out, you know, how to relearn a couple things. Um, so it took me quite a little bit to get where I am right now, but I actually had my first match at Supreme. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So who, who was your first match against? Uh, it was actually against, uh, the deputy, 
uh, Tyler Lee Deputy. Okay. Yep. And he he's part of an OBW now too, right? Uh, he is. Uh, he kind of has stepped away uh, from OBW for a little bit. He's more doing the indie scene now. Um, which I mean, that's you know, no. Uh, I got no issues with him doing that because I mean, he's out there getting his name go. You know, getting more. I think he's getting more now than when he was at OBW. You know, um, so yeah, he's not, he does house shows with us. So on our tour and stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah. I think I saw him at Grindhouse as well. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, their, I think Grindhouse, I think it's .com champion and the ring generals champion. So okay. he's, he's really, he's really getting out there and it's really cool to see. Of all the wrestling schools and all the wrestling people, you know, because, you know, think about the heyday of wrestling and all the territories back in the day, right? What what drew you to OVW? Why was it OVW that you wanted to go there and train and learn and come up through the ranks through them? Um, I think the, the names. I mean, you hear Brock Lesnar, ba- uh, Batista, John Cena, The Miz, Randy Orton, you hear all these guys and they all came from OVW. Um, that, that's always been like the one place where I wanted to go. And like, if I had started sooner, I probably, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> probably would be doing a lot more. <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, it was, it's, it's the names, man, like, cause they're associated with it and that's just where I wanted to go. I, I think I tried a while back, like I messaged a few schools and like none of them got back to me or either they were too much. So it was just OVW. Very good. So you were, if you filmed the, the, the show, the wrestlers, what was it like with the crew? With the, like the film crew and the next net the Netflix crew filming it, how how were they with you guys, and what was it like? From what I hear, they were really cool. Uh, I didn't really get much of a chance to really talk to anybody. Uh, they they'd come in and shot the sizzle reel, I think in uh, March or February or sometime, and they were really everybody was really cool around at, at that point. Um, and when they came back. Uh, my girlfriend and I had just like moved into our house uh, in January, and I'd kind of been bouncing around between a lot of cl- a few classes, like with, with the beginner, the intermediate, and just trying to get better. And I was kind of like doing too much and kind of burning myself out. Um, so I kind of stopped for a little bit just to give myself a little bit of a break. Uh, so we weren't really around too much. Um, and in the first episode where they have the big scaffold in the background, that was actually a lot of that stuff was actually a part of our, of the sizzle reel. So you'll see, you see me in a few shots, uh, as a camera guy. Um, and then throughout a few of the episodes, you kind of just see me in the background uh, as a camera guy. <laughs> so. Cool. Cool. 
it takes Tony a while to get the thing sometimes, so just bear with well, me. I didn't know if you just wanted to jump in there, so I know how you <laughs> <laughs> That's how you like to do it. Isn't that right, Dilly? Yeah, he's an asshole. You tell him, Dilly. Okay. So. <laughs> so. I wish I had this. Again, it takes him a little while to get there. <laughs> no. I'm just trying to figure out which questions I'd like to ask. You know, I got some notes here we took, you know, so I was like, hey, let's see which one. You know. Who do we want to talk about? So which so who do you see being a bit being a the biggest star in the future? Out of you uh, know, basically you know Out of where? Like, you know, with through OBW or anybody else you've seen, you know, or even like, you know, NXTs up in that area, you know. Who do you think? Um, and if you say Andy Shades, then I'm going to leave right now. <laughs> well, we've got to go with that one now. <laughs> Bye, Tony. <laughs> no, um, man, uh, biggest star, biggest future star. I don't know, man. There, there's so many out there right now that are, are young and hungry and <clears throat> really trying to up their game you know uh hook probably i mean taz's kid i mean he's got a lot of potential and he's living up to it i mean there's there's so there's so much you can do with him um uh, jade cargill since she just went to wwe i mean she could have a hell of a future in front of her there um uh, and i mean anybody on the nxt brand you know like there's so many of them that are going to go through uh, so many changes uh, and, and characters that you don't know who's going to be the biggest star, you know? Uh, but any any of those, like, for real, that I think that's where the money would be. So with the wrestlers, um, it, fo- it kind of focused on, like, um, certain stars, right? Um, being, being that you're around them, you had a chance to learn from them at all, and who would you say has given you the best advice or or taught you the most? Uh, man, well, of course, Al and Doug Basham. You know, or Al being uh, the CEO, basically. I mean, he he's a great teacher. Uh, Doug Basham, the uh, he's the advanced. Uh, class teacher. He's he's get, he's helped me out a lot uh, with turning things up a notch. You know, um, <clears throat> Luke Curtis is up there too. He uh, he's so good, you know, with his character. And there's been times where you know I kind of ask him, and he's like, "You have to, you know." bring this up a notch. You have to take that. You have to take this to another level. You got to get louder, get, you know, put more to it, you know? Um, but yeah, he, he's probably, he's been, he's been a real big help. Cool. Cool. So, so you mentioned Al and we were talking about the wrestlers. So I got to ask the divide between Al and the other owners 
Is that, uh, in your opinion, is that as real as they made it seem on the on the program? Well, have you seen the wrestlers? First of all, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, is that feud? Is that battle? Is that drama? Is that as real as it looks like on the wrestlers? Or was there a lot of TV added to that? And what, what's what's your take on that part of the story? At at that time, it was probably as real as, as real as it could get. Uh, it's, it's nothing on, uh, Matt. Uh, I feel like when he came in, you know, he's bringing the money. So he's the boss. Listen to me, you know, um, a lot of, you know, wrestlers in, in, in general, you know, there's some out there that do work nine to fives and there's some that don't, and there's some that just wrestle. So, they don't they don't toe the line for anybody you know uh and then you also have those who have dealt with really shady promoters you know and when you've got a guy coming in who's like telling you what to do and hasn't earned you know their respect it kind of you you have to know how to approach the situation and I think after, you know, having that talk, having, you know, a couple talks with Al and Doug and they're like, hey, you know, you need to take a step back a little bit, you know, stop being so combative, start, stop coming in like you're the boss. Listen to me. That's, you know, end all be all. I'm the guy you come to. Like you, you have to you have to stop because they're not going to listen to you, you know. Al's been doing this for so long. You know, we know what he's been through. We've seen it, you know? So we trust that he's not trying to lead us down the wrong path. We trust him. Matt's never taken a bump. And that's nothing on him. It's, you know, he didn't, he, he wasn't into wrestling as, as you know, as, uh, as a kid, I don't think, as much as, you know, some of us were. Um, but he just, he just approached wrestling with the with the wrong attitude and a lot of people just didn't like it yeah what it looked like on the show in my opinion is it looks like matt kind of struggles with the concept and i i I don't know the guy never met the guy so i'm not throwing any shade on somebody i don't know right uh but it looks like he was kind of struggling with the concept of respects a two-way street and it was hey i'm here now and i'm the boss and you know, king of the castle, king of the castle kind of thing. And it looked like a lot of the wrestlers had a similar opinion of what you had. So I was just curious as to, you know, how much that's built up. And it's it's cool to know that that was, uh, you know, because a lot of times when we're watching TV, right, and we're watching reality TV, right, there's a lot of times that I sit here and I go, is this fucking, is this fucking real life? Is this real reality? Or is this like, bullshit fucking made up reality so it's cool to know that there was definitely a a strong piece of reality tied to that storyline that's cool well the one thing about wrestlers is that it's not a it's not reality tv it's a docuseries like the things you see in this show it's true it's real when you get Haley and darkstorm you know arguing arguing with each other in the parking lot that's a legit thing that happened you know I talked to one of the guys who was uh, at the Hooters that night, and he was saying that, like, uh, 
they the film crew was inside filming them, you know, talking and eating and just, you know, laughing it up. And then next thing he knows, like he looks up and he sees one of their coordinators like, you guys got to come out. You guys got to come out. Something's going on. And they legitimately just ran out and started filming them. So wow. it was it, wow. it's all pretty real. Yeah. So it's not like you're you're handed a script that day and be like, all right, so today here's yeah. what we're doing. It's more like, hey, we're doing a documentary. Fucking live your life, do what you do, act like we're not here, kind of thing, right? Yeah, pretty much. And a lot of these guys were actually handed uh, cameras to take with them on their trips. So some of the stuff that, and, and that was a lot of stuff that was done with the sizzle reel, is that they gave them little cameras to take with them and film themselves in their in their actual lives. So a lot of that stuff probably came from that too. And then when they came back in, you know, it was just be yourself, you know. We were told before they came in, don't be your character. Be you. Because they don't want to just see you in your character. Nobody wants to see that. They see it on TV all the time. So be yourself. And that's what they did. That makes a lot of sense because uh, the guy, oh shit, the wrestler, Amon might be his name, the demon. Yep. There, There's times in that show that he's doing his ring deal and he's in his uh, outfit uh, ring gear, whatever you call it, right? And mm -hmm. it, it's definitely like that's fucking aim on the demon, right? And then there's yep. times that like he's sitting there wearing fucking glasses and they're yep. like just interviewing him. And I'm like, wait, like, wait a fucking minute. Who's this guy? Like I was watching it. And I'm like, all right. Because, you know, like everybody else in the world, like I'm fucking on my phone, you know, playing Angry Birds and Candy Crush and like kind of listening and looking and listening. And, look. and then I see this guy with the glasses. And I go, who the fuck's this guy? And then they popped up aiming at the bottom. And I'm like, wait a minute. Is this the fucking crazy demon looking psycho fucker? Like, oh, OK. Yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> oh, shit. He's a fucking normal guy right now. That's not going to fucking eat your heart. And then I was like, ah, I'm just going to eat your heart. Fuck that. I'm trusting. Yeah, it's, uh, they really, you know, when you want to talk about, like, breaking the fourth wall, you know, breaking, I don't want to say breaking kayfabe, you know, because once sure. you, when you're in wrestling, you're your character, that's all you are to people outside. But that's kind of what we did with this series. And uh, it, it just shows you that, you know, Ric Flair may have always been Ric Flair at any point in time, but there are people that like Adam Copeland, you know, if, if any of you watched any of his uh, uh, documentary when WB came out with it a, a while back, he's not always Edge, you know, he's just, he just Adam Copeland who happens to be Edge, right? you know, so you kind of get to see a lot of that in, in the series. So I got to follow up on that. I know I've asked like 14 questions in a row, you're it seems, fine. but good. I got to follow up on that part right there. So you're, you're talking about, you know, wrestlers and kayfabe and being in character and all that other stuff. Right. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like I'm learning about wrestling. Okay. Since I've been on this yeah. podcast. So like my brain sees this kind of like, and don't take this the wrong way, but like, Disney always wants to make it a magical experience, right? And they're like, bring the magic. I kind of see wrestling as the same thing, right? Like, wrestlers are all in this same thing together, and we know that there's magic to be had. And I think wrestling fans are in on the magic too, right? Like, I think mm -hmm. everybody's in on the thing, right? Yeah. So the question is, have you had any backlash, heat, 
negative comments from any wrestlers outside of OVW going, dude, you guys like broke down the fucking fourth wall. Like you're sucking the magic out of this fucking deal. Or were they like into it and like, Hey man, that was like a cool perspective of the way you guys did that. Like, what is, what does the industry see on things like that? I mean, me personally, I haven't heard anything. Um, I've heard a lot of positive feedback from a lot of different places. Um, nothing negative yet, but of course I'm not, you know, one of the top stars on the show. Sure. Uh, but honestly, I hope they see the positive in it. I really do. Because as it's been, as Al stated, like people knew back in like the 1940s that wrestling was, you know, quote unquote fake, you know, it's a show. It, it is. It is. It's, it's like, I, I've never understood when people say stuff like that because Okay, yeah, wrestling's fake. Okay, I remember when the Autobots came down and saved us from the fucking Decepticons. Like, for real. Like, you know, it's it's so stupid. Yeah. Like, it's it's a show. It's entertainment, you know. Enjoy it. Just have fun. Mm -hmm. We are here to take your shitty day and make it better. Mm -hmm. Like, I've I mean, always I've always looked at wrestling as a male soap opera. That's how I've that. always looked at it, just because it was like the male soap opera. Just uh, like, yeah. oh, this guy hates this guy. You know what I mean? There's just, a that's story. how I always looked at it growing up. There's a story to it, yeah. And, you know, you're out, they always leave you that cliffhanger, like, oh, like, what's going to happen next week after this guy did that? You know, they always leave that cliffhanger and all that You most of the time. And I just that's how I've always looked at it. It's a show, but it's a male soap opera to me. It's like, and now more women are getting involved in it, like watching it, more women are being able in the ring so it's getting them more involved so it's not it's just a it's like a new young and the restless all you know updated that's how so i look at I, wrestling i love I, it i want to follow up on that too because we're talking about kayfabe and all that and some people just say kayfabe's dead which i i border on that and i don't necessarily believe it's completely dead okay i think there's some magic to be had that you can make things look real um for example uh, I did something that was not nice this weekend, and um, the person who I did it to, their landlord, asked them if they needed a restraining order. So, okay. <laughs> I do believe that it is possible to still create something that to people is real. So how do you feel about that, Andrew? Is kayfabe dead? No, it, it, it's not. Because, you know, the second you sit down and you and you watch it on TV, there's always a part of you, even though deep down you know it's fake, you're going to be sitting there watching it and, you're, and someone's going to hit somebody and go, ooh, is that supposed to happen? Were they supposed to do that? You know, it, when when someone takes a, a chair shot or somebody or somebody hits somebody with some type of weapon, you're like, okay, that must have hurt or something. You know, it, I I don't think Kayfabe is dead at all. You know, you can. It, it's all about, you know, suspending your belief. If you can do that, then, I mean, you're gonna enjoy what you see. You're gonna enjoy what you watch. I mean. Shit, the fucking Avengers movies are fucking doing great. And people suspend their fucking disbelief on that shit, don't they? That's right. Batman's real, man. Like, seriously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hogwarts is real. 
Sorry, Dustin. We we kept you away from your your question. <laughs> oh no, you're good. I was just kind of going that you know you, when you guys kept going with that with it's fake, right? You know, I like to challenge that. I had the opportunity to get in a ring this past summer. Went down to Indiana by Andy. I took like eight choke slams. I felt like I was in a ninety mile an hour car wreck. So if any, you know, I mean, it is faked. I mean, it. You know, we all say it's fake, you know, and all that. But take a bump. You know, you can't fake a chair shot, right? You know. You can, but you're going to get receipts in the end and all that. But um, it's just, I mean, that, that was just my little rant with that. I really, really had to do with my question, but it's like people that say it's fake, it's like go take a bump in a ring. Go try it out and, you know, challenge that, challenge that yourself. Andy said he took training. He couldn't walk for two days, you know, and three, I took training for, for a first day. Two weeks. <laughs> you know, and I took a choke slam from Tommy Cash, which was an experience that I'll never forget. But I challenge people to go out there. They say it's fake to go out there and take a few bumps in the ring or whatever. It's it's a challenge and a heart. But with summer winding down, how hectic was the OVZ, OVW summer tour? How hectic of a tour is that for you guys? Um, nothing like the one leading up to the big one. Um, we had quite a few shows this summer. Um, some of which had you know, got canceled, but you know, it happens. Um, but they, we, we did, we did pretty good this time around. I, I I can't remember how many dates we had, but we pretty much had the summer pool and I was, uh, I was glad to be a part of it because this is actually my first, like I started getting uh, matches, uh, at the beginning of this year. And I've been doing this, I've been training for at least three years now. So really with this being, you know, the start, and then I also get to be part of our summer tour. It was, it was really cool. Awesome. So to touch on the tour, so where was the tour mostly, where was it at? Where'd you have your matches at with the tour? Um... We usually try to go like two and a half hours out outside of our TV range, um, mostly because that's you know a lot of stations don't get us out there. Um, so we kind of try to go out, get the name out there. Hopefully, people will watch us on Fight. Um, if if they can't you know get uh, WBNA on uh, television or anything, um, but I think uh, we went to. Uh, Middlesboro, I think it was for one show. I think that's the one where I got thrown into a fountain. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that was, I think that there's was a, a story one. there. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was me and Crixus, and uh, he's he's big Scottish lad. You you, you don't want to piss him off. <laughs> <laughs> I learned or it put you in a fa- he it puts you in a fountain <laughs> he did he did oh man uh, that, that was a fun show though uh, it was funny because everybody was like all the fans were staying to one side because there was so like, it was so hot outside and they had all the shade there and we were really trying to bring people in you know but nobody was really trying to move the second you know I get out of, I'm trying to run away from him and he starts chasing after me and we get closer and closer to the fountain. People start coming in closer and closer to see what's going to happen. 
And then he gra- he's like he grabs me, and people are coming in more. They're like, oh, he's not about to, is he? He's not going to. And then next thing you know, I just get dunked, and it's and the crowd just went crazy. <laughs> it, it was awesome. Probably probably one of the best moments I've had so far. That's cool. That's that's freaking cool. Um, so OVW is a training school, which we touched on earlier, as well as this production they put on TV. Um, that we saw, really, that's what the, the wrestlers focused on. But let's talk a little bit about the training school. Like, what makes OVW so different? Because it doesn't just focus on wrestling, you know, or uh, being a manager or being a referee. There's so many more jobs. You don't just have to get in wrestling to be a wrestler, you know. If you want to learn how to work a camera, if you want to learn how to do, you know, the soundboard stuff that uh, all the levels and stuff for television. If you want to learn how to put the music on, uh, like there's so many things to do. I've had, I've done just about all of it, you know. Um, if you want to learn how to write stories uh, for television, like I've had opportunities to do a little bit of that and learn from some of the guys there. Uh, I've had. I've had opportunities to go to impact with uh, the camera stuff. So it's there. There's so many opportunities with OVW and that's what makes it different from everybody else because a lot of places don't have camera and you don't get that chance to get out there and get in front of something like that. OVW is the only place that has it. That's a school that I know of. Yeah. So there's, there, there's, a whole facet, like I've looked at their um, curriculum, right? And it's it's basically you have a curriculum, different days are different things. So not only do you have the wrestling stuff, but what are some of the other classes they have? Uh, I think there's a nutrition class. Uh, there's a weight, uh, like a physical training class. Uh, there's the history and etiquette of wrestling, which is actually taught by Al know himself um what else is there there's writing uh there's a lot man there's there's so much uh but it all helps it all really does help um awesome cool hi Blair can't blame me this time what what happened hi Blair Hi Blair. <laughs> Hi Blair. Hi Blair. What did I fart or something? <laughs> no, he thought it was my turn. I, we're taking. There's an order that we're taking turns in. We have been this whole time. <laughs> Why didn't anybody send me that there was some sort of fucking order here? Uh, I feel like I just fucking asked 45 questions like five minutes ago. Yeah, that was one question. <laughs> So let me ask this. So you talked about what you've done there. So what opportunities, you know, have you had being a part of OVW, like in OVW or even like outside of OVW, you know? Uh, the opportunities that I've had outside of OVW would be working with Impact, um, basically going in and kind of, you know, being an extra. And I got tossed by PCO one night, which was really cool. Um, I've also been able to go in and 
I've shot a pay-per-view with them once. Um, that was that was really awesome. Being able to hold the camera and, while all this stuff was happening live. Um, and then I, I go down there. I go down to Chicago here in, at the end of uh, October. And I'll be laying the cables and setting up the cameras down there. Um, stuff with OVW, I mean... All the all the matches that I've had so far, I feel have been just opportunities. Uh, you know, being I've had uh, a, a couple matches uh, that have actually been seen on television, um, so that's been really cool. Uh, and then just learning from everybody, it's it's just been it's been amazing being here. I never thought. You know, I would get to a point where I'm learning from Al Snow, Doug Basham, and guys that I used to like. These guys I used to watch. You know, I never thought I'd be doing this. It's it's insane. As far as as far as the learning from these guys, you know, what's the one? That, what's the most valuable thing you've learned from Al? Don't lie to yourself. That's been the biggest thing. You know, if if you don't feel like you can do this, you know, don't, don't push yourself. You know, if you feel like, if you, if you feel like you're lying to yourself about something, just, just don't, you know, um, that's been, that's really helped me get through a, a lot actually. Uh, cause there's times where I get hard on myself because, Maybe I'm not doing something right, or maybe something's not clicking, and I, I, I'm just not getting it. But after uh, a little bit, you know, I, I kind of, I just kind of take a break for a minute and go, okay, wait a second, what am, what am I, what am I telling myself right now, you know? And that, that's been really what's helped me. That's really cool. Like I never. Yeah, I've never thought, thought of that, that or or even had anybody say that before and, and it's but that's like they can go for anything right not just wrestling so that's cool i like that yeah i like that a lot so i've been after being down in indiana with andy at supreme i've been looking around some places around here for training uh what's uh what's some advice you give anyone for if they were looking to enroll in ovw or any other training program out there any advice for them um don't cheat yourself like come in and be prepared for what you're about to do you know when i got here i was 150 pounds skinny little bastard and you know since i've been here like i i always thought to myself you know oh when i when i get to obw they'll get me in shape they'll get me in shape i'll be ready i'll be ready when i get you know when they help me um no come in here ready for it because once you, if you do that, it'll get you so much farther. It really will. Because the training is so much different. Like, it, people like to say that wrestling is not a sport, but it, it really is. I mean, we have athletes here that come in and they get winded sometimes just by doing what we do. Um, it, it, like, with the beginner class, like, you're going to be running around the ring, like, all the time. Like that's how you warm up. You're gonna be, you're gonna be going. Cash will have you running like crazy, you know. And then you get in, and you're gonna be winded, and he's gonna have you take bumps, 
And it's it's going to be hard because if you don't breathe properly, if you don't have your wind about you, you're going to knock yourself silly. That's, that's some good advice. Yeah, I can understand that because the adrenaline's there, and you know you could practice like all the bumps you want, but you're fresh. You know, in, when you're tired and winded, like you were saying, you know it's got to be different taking a bump, you know, fresh or tired. I mean, go anywhere on that. Like what that? What's that like? Like being like at the end of a match, how hard? How much harder is it to take a bump and to protect your fellow wrestler? Uh. Depending on how long you're going, because if you're going for like an hour, it's it's probably gonna kill you. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Uh, Ten minutes. If you've got your wind, you're you should be you should be okay. Uh, depending on what you've done in that match, um, but it's just you just got to be prepared. That's the that's the biggest thing because it it'll it'll kill you. It really will. And then you'll be you'll be stuck in your own head. Like, why, what's wrong with me? Why can't I get you know, why can't I get there? Why can't I do this? And you just got to be, you got to be getting in the gym and, and hitting the treadmill, elliptical, whatever you want to hit, get that cardio in. Right. I mean, like the, the main reason advice. I asked that is that you look at like those Iron Man matches they used to have, you know, some of them wrestlers, they, they look just dog tired and it, it's crazy to see that, how, how much it takes out of you. Oh yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Cause I mean, you're, you're expending a lot of energy, you know, and yep. One thing Doug teaches is always be working. You know, a lot of guys, you know, will grab a hold in the middle of the ring and you, and they're like, you think, okay, this is where they're going to take a breath, you know, cause you'll sit there and you'll see them. They'll grab that hold and they'll just be sitting there and that's all they're doing. You know, they're not doing anything cause they're trying to catch their breath, you know, and you can't be doing that. You have to be moving. The person that you've gotten that old has to be trying to get out. If they're not trying to get out, then why can't you just beat them right there? Right. Yeah. I mean, they, they, what you're saying is kind of rest holds, but they're not rest holds because you're, you're, you're showing, you're, you're got a crowd to entertain. You're not going to enter. Oh, we're going to rest for five minutes. So we're just going to sit here. You can't do that. You know, <laughs> a lot of people don't exactly. understand that either. Exactly. There's no timeouts in wrestling. Nope. You know, it's not, it's not like the NFL or the NBA or anything like that. This it's no timeouts. If you've got 10 minutes in that ring, you've got 10 minutes in that ring. There's no stopping, you know, cause if second you stop, you're going to lose the crowd. Yep. Which, which is why I, um, do what I do and just run my mouth because I get blown up after a hip toss. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it works. It works. <laughs> Um, where were we at? Um, I have a question that's not on the list. So you, you have an uncanny resemblance to another professional <laughs> wrestler, um, yep. which we have talked about in, in length before. Um, why don't you go ahead and tell that, uh, and what it's been like for you? Uh, well, of course, everyone tells me I look like Heath Slater. Uh, we, I had actually went to, uh, StarCast 3, I believe it was, and I had Austin Aries stop in the middle of him walking out the door, and he looked over me and goes, bro, I thought you were Heath, just times had gotten hard. (laughs) (laughs) 
Darren Young, who was in the who was in the, the Nexus with Heath, Hell. thought I was him. He even <laughs> sent Heath a video of me, and he's like, "Hey, bro, I got your brother your brother here. Like, what's going on, man?" <laughs> that was that was a really cool moment. And then actually to meet Heath was pretty big. Uh, I, I, he came down to Impact had done a show at OBW once and they brought their big uh, production truck and everything down here and uh they were shooting a show out of our venue and uh, this is like at a time where i really hadn't shaved like my hair was not clean cut i was just i was just kind of a mess and i looked at him and i was like man people tell me i look like you all the time and he just kind of looked at me and he was like it might just be because we're redheads <laughs> and <laughs> It took it took a while, but then I got to see him at another convention, and this time I had the beard shaved, I had the hair done, and Rhino was the first one to see me, and he double take. He was like, and he started tapping Heath, and then Heath looked over like, oh crap, <laughs> <laughs> it's my twin. Yeah. <laughs> now I see what you're saying. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It it took him it took him a little bit, but now we're to the point where anytime he sees me, he always says hey. Anytime I'm at impact, he always comes and says hi. Uh there was one I think the last time one of the last times I was there, I'd actually gone to use the bathroom and uh he had come in behind me unbeknownst to me. And uh, he just gets really, really close. And you know that feeling when someone's staring at you? <laughs> That's what I had. And I, I just happened to turn around, and it made me jump. I was like, what the heck? I did not expect <laughs> it at all. Uh, so it, so any, crazy. any plans to reprise One Man Band? <laughs> <laughs> that is all his thing that is all his thing man he's uh he's really cool um we've talked uh, i've had a couple people here at obw call me keith slater and at one point it, it was a name that i was thinking about but i was like no because i he's already you know i'm not gonna say he's a comedy act because he's not he's just very funny you know, there's no way I can do what he does. There's no way I can't. I could not live up to the expectations of Heath Slater. I couldn't do it. All right, Blair. I know there's a there's an important question on the list that you really want to ask. I know it's there. Is there? Yes. <laughs> I know it's there. I, don't know. I, yeah, I know it's there too. How yeah, we all know I don't. it's there. How come I don't? You want you want me to ask the hard hitting question, Andy, that he would want to ask? Yeah, yeah. Because he was really excited about it last week. If it's the one I'm thinking about. Yeah. Though Blair, you have some of these. I'm pretty sure you have some of these. Dead bodies under the porch? <laughs> so I'm just gonna ask it. What's your favorite tattoo? 
Uh, definitely oh. turn on. Definitely turn on. <laughs> it goes all the way. That's cool. I like that. Thank you. I love that. Blair, what's well, your you favorite could, tattoo? Give it away. I mean, it's that near to everything hanging out. <laughs> wow. For those of you listening on Apple and Spotify, uh, make sure you go to Facebook so you can watch the video where everything is just hanging out, according to that. <laughs> <laughs> we had a bathroom story, and now everything is just hanging out. <laughs> so what's, Blair, what's your favorite tattoo? Or your favorite tattoo of yours? Oh, of mine? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. How do you pick just one? It's like, yeah, I don't know. Well, how many do you have, have, Blair? Almost one. Almost one? Almost Not one. complete yet. We're getting close. We're getting really close to one. <laughs> so 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 how many when you get when you complete one, how many will you be subtracting? Mm, I don't know. I've only got little little bits left to make it all connect. There's not much. There's not much left. We got two thighs, two hamstrings. That's about it, really. About all we have left. No, I, I on the wiener I have eat at Dick's Crab Shack in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and font about like that big. For those of you listening on Spotify and Apple, he, it's about that put, big. He, he put up he put he put up about two millimeters. That's uh, a big fucking font. Just imagine how much how much hose you have to write have to write all that eat at Dick's Crab Shack in Chattanooga, Tennessee on it. Like, That's just down one side. The other says the other says, Welcome. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> so Andrew, how how many how many tattoos do you have, Andrew? Yeah. Uh, I think Six, maybe seven, I think. I got, I got a couple. <laughs> how is this a thing where you guys don't know the answer to how many you have? Like, I how have zero. Count? I know I know the answer. Count? So is that this this arm here, is this one? Or is this, like, 13? Or is it seven? Like, or, or this bet. arm? Is this is there a, is there a one theme? or 12? Or... I don't know. I mean, how do you, yeah, I don't know how to count them. Is there a theme like uh-huh. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs or like? Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah the right side. Got, he's got marble basically all down his body. He's got like, he's got the comic book side of one character like Captain America. And then he's got the like, the, you know, real life Captain America. And, you know, so it's kind of a half and half. Mm. He's got a bunch of the ones like that. He's got Hulk. He had Captain America. I can't remember so much. He's done so much work to himself now, so I didn't know if, there, if you guys have themes like that, or if it's just, you know, hey, I like this, you know, let's do something like this. Um, uh, mine's just random. <laughs> I, I just got stuff on me. <laughs> Yours is just when you got drunk. Hey, I want to get a fucking tattoo. Let's go. Yeah. So, well, no, yeah. they all mean something. They just, it, it's just, it's just random. It looks like <clears throat> random stuff. I mean, from my knee down on my right leg, so the entire knee down, it's a style called trash polka. Uh, it's not a style that a lot of people do, not a lot of people have. And I was talking to my tattoo artist one day, and 
he said, uh, hey, have you seen any of this trash polka tattoo? And I go, yeah, I saw it uh, on Ink Master. Somebody was doing it on Ink Master one time. And I go, yeah, I've seen it. And he goes, dude, I want to do a trash polka sleeve. And I go, well, it'd have to be a leg because obviously arms are pretty much full out. And he goes, all right, cool. And he drew up a trash polka leg sleeve. And uh, that's what it is. That's, I mean, I didn't have... I didn't have a whole lot of say in it other than he wanted to put words in it. So uh, we took lyrics from Avenged Sevenfold. The song Seize cool. the Day. And okay. it says on there, it says, uh, hang on. Where, where is it? Hang on. Hang on. I got to read it. He's got to find his right leg. <laughs> yeah, <find> <laughs> well, he's finding it. So for oh, people that know, for a true trash polka design, Heavily saturated black and reds are the uh -huh. only colors used. Uh -huh. Cool. Never color. heard of it. Yeah. Never and it, it says either. on my leg uh, from the band Avenged Sevenfold, it says, seize the day or die regretting the time you lost. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's one of two Avenged Sevenfold tattoos that I have, by the way. Nice. Might might be a bit of a fan. So so you brought I'm up music. So somewhere. That now no. I've got to ask, this Andrew, what's your entrance music? To be honest, that's exactly where I was going. <laughs> uh, it's actually called Bad Country. <laughs> nice. Is it like a like when you say it's called Bad Country? Like it, I hear like a country version of Bad Company, like Bad Country, and then a banjo comes in. <laughs> is that what it is, or is it? Uh, no, that. no, Not it's that. it's. Uh, I guess guitar and a little bit of drum in there. I think uh, it, it's something that I found and I kind of you know liked it and wanted to use it. And then how the does, video. Uh huh. How does copyrights on that stuff work? I mean, did you did you like? Do you know the person that did this song, or is this by an artist that you don't know? And you're like, hey, this is a cool song, and I want to use this. Do you like have to reach out to him? Like, hey, bros, if I want to use your stuff or are we not going to talk about that because they might be coming after you for money or uh royalty free um oh, okay. there we go Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you just find it online and i'm like all right that'll do there you go. <laughs> so is that how is that what ovw does all the for everybody they're all royalty free music no no there are people out there who actually have music made for them uh i think uh Ryan Von Rocket uh, has made a couple, I think, um, or at least did some guitar, I think, for some of them. Um, but no, a lot, a lot of guys will actually, you know, pay to have their their own music. I'm just not at that level yet to where it matters. That's pretty uh, rad, though. Looks like what Triple H and like all them. Well, who did their music? Like hit, like uh, wasn't it like Motorhead? Motorhead does uh, some of his, yeah. Like, did, so they yeah. did Rev Theory did Randy Orton's, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Mm -hmm. Voices. Um, you know, they get big bands, and you can just use their music, and they make it for you, or you use one of their songs. And I'm guessing they get a cut out of that, you know? No, oh, yeah, but it, it, it's not cheap, I'd say. I mean, especially it, for guys in WWE, I, I'd say, you know, the company pays a pretty penny for it. But if you're, you know, in OVW... Uh, and you try to message a couple of these, you know, big bands, they may not be, you know, answering yeah. your message anytime soon. 
you know? But it also gets their music out, you know, and all that too. So, you know, a lot of people listen to them because of what songs they hear in wrestling. So what you're That's telling how me. I got into Rev Theory. That's how I got into Rev Theory. True. What that, you tell that, me, that's though. That's true. That's true. But you also it, have to think about the reach that WWE, yep. AEW have, you know, like Impact, yep. if they have some of their music. If, like I said, if you're looking at OVW just a few years ago, you know, there's not as many, there wasn't as many people watching as there is now because of wrestlers, you know? Yeah. Um, now, it, that, it was harder back then, and it probably still is kind of hard now, <laughs> you know, considering that we are coming off of this. Uh, off of the docuseries we've had great turnouts at our shows you know the the events have all been sold out so far uh, that we've had two since and they've been sold out our uh pay-per-view coming out uh, coming up on the 21st looks like this it looks like it's sold out too so it, it's uh i mean the, the momentum has to keep rolling and people have to tune in on you know uh while they're at home you know, yes, please do come to the show because we love seeing you there. But people got to watch the TV too, because if you don't, then you know you may. Who knows what'll happen? You know you what I'm saying? Kinda, you kind of said this earlier, but you know, like you're just around. But it's on TV around that area. Is there a way, like for like me up here in Minnesota, to catch the catch OVW? Uh, yeah, we're on the the fight app. Okay. Uh, we're on there it, it, and it's live. Um, we're also on YouTube. Uh, there's so many stations on the Roku that we're on. I can't even possibly name all of them. Okay. <laughs> um, I think we easily, I think we have our own station on the Roku as well. I, I don't know um, how well it's been kept up though. Uh, Cause I think the last time I tried to watch, I don't think they had it live. Um, okay. yeah, but yeah, like, like me, you know, I, I've heard of OVW, but I've never gotten into it because it's like out of my jurisdiction, but it's something that, you know, I might start watching more now. Yeah. Fight TV app oh. is great. Um, okay. I do record it every week since I, ha I get the station. Um, I record it on the, on the DVR. Tony, do you get, uh. What is it? WBN? WBNA. Yeah, WBNA in Bedford. Do you get that there? I don't know. I have a Roku, so I don't get like any kind of like station stations. Uh, okay. You might be able to get it on an antenna, though, because it's one of those kind of stations. Maybe. Isn't it like a church channel most of the time? It's a Christian channel. Yeah. Uh, it's... It's kind of funny to, you know, have wrestling on a Christian channel, but they they're really, they they really uh, kind of pushed more for OVW. Um, I think around Christmas time last year, they had uh, what was it? Uh, just continuous OVW shows, just like a marathon of it on on their TV. So that was that was really cool for them to do. They they really they really pushed for us really hard. Cool. Nice. Um. Anybody want to go? Where are we going? Where so what's going? life? What's life like for you outside of OBW? You know, are you like uh, nine to five guy? You know, what's life like? 
Uh, pretty much, you know. I go to work at eight o'clock in the morning, get off four thirty. Uh, try to hit the gym when we can. Uh, we got two kids that we're raising. Um, and then just going to class, you know, learning from Doug and uh, the other classes, and it's, it's just a, pretty pretty normal, but busy. <laughs> so you do sound like Heath Slater. You got kids. Uh, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, they're, they're, they're my girlfriend's kids, but I, they're, I consider them mine too. So Blair looks like he's thinking, but he's not, (laughs) he's never thinking of anything. (laughs) It's a race car driver. They're nothing up there. (laughs) Just thinking about going fast, buddy. All I ever fucking think about. And straight, right? All right? Look into the crystal ball. Where's bad country Aaron Will or Andrew Williams? I don't know why I called almost called you Aaron Williams. That's somebody else. Um, but, oh, <laughs> where, yeah. Here we where's, go. Where's bad country in five years? Uh, in five years. I mean, hopefully Kentucky heavyweight champion or OBW heavyweight champion. Uh, I mean, if you're not in the business to be the top guy, then get out. You know, that's because that's that's where you want to be. If, if a company feels like they can trust you to put the championship on you, then you know you're doing something right. And that's that's where I want to be. So uh, you you have plans to stick with OVW as long as you can. Oh yes, oh yes. There's a lot of people who come through and stay for a little bit and leave. Um, and I'm you know I don't hate on them for it. You know, come in. You know, try. You know, learn as much as you can. You know, and if you feel like OVW is not the right place for you, then by all means, you know there there's a big giant ocean out there. You know. Um, a lot of the guys that I that started here or were here when I started are not here anymore, you know, because they saw that there was uh, a greener pasture somewhere else, you know. Uh, I, I wanna I wanna stick around. I wanna I wanna make like a I wanna make like a tree and just grow my roots, you know. Um, this is these this. This company has basically been like a family to me, and I want to give back as much as I can and and uh, help in any way I can to make it better. Cool. What's the biggest thing coming up for OVW now? Uh, no rest for the wicked. October twenty first. That is our next big SNS. Uh, it'll be on Fight. It'll be on. Uh, I think it might be on YouTube, but I think you may have to pay for that. I'm not sure. But it'll that that's the next biggest thing coming up. It's the biggest match on the card. Uh I'm not sure. I haven't seen the card yet. Damn it. I'm supposed to put this over. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. We're building to it, okay? We're building to it, alright? I just I haven't seen enough of the card to know. I, I, I think I know where they're going. I think it uh I think it might be uh it may be Jesse and E C three. I don't know. It, it could be 
Jack Vaughn and Crixus. I, I think you know those will if they do if they do those two matches those those will be some big ones, definitely. Blair, you look kind of confused there for a second. Yeah, I think I just found something here on the internet. As you guys know, I do a lot of interneting while I'm sitting here because half the time I have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. Like, for example, I've got Doug Basham's Wikipedia page pulled up because I had no idea who he was. Heath Slater, no idea who he was. His wiki's up. <laughs> Roku's pulled up because I have no idea what that is. Uh, WBNA, <laughs> not to be confused with WNBA because that's what Google thought I was looking for. Turns out <laughs> it's not. I was like, wow, these are some big women playing basketball. I don't know how this applies to a TV station. But <laughs> then I realized Google threw me down. But anyway, I'm now on the tab of roster OVW, uh, which is ovwrestling.com, if you want to go check it out. And I highly recommend it. Um, do Andy Shades and Bad Country Andrew Williams shop for sunglasses at the exact same motherfucking store? Or did you get those <laughs> donated to you? Do you share a pair? Because I see, I've never seen both pairs at the same time. Is it just one pair that goes back and forth? How does the, what's the shade sitch? Mine's in my bag right now. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that, that's something we're gonna have to discuss because I have not given him any permission to wear sunglasses. Okay, <laughs> on the on on his picture there, I, I mean, maybe it is there in the <clears throat> rolling hills of Southern Indiana and Northern Kentucky. Maybe that's the only pair of shades that they sell. Uh, Oakley hasn't quite made it there yet because uh, the backwoods shipping. Maybe Amazon doesn't deliver there yet because of the banjo music. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. No, uh, speaking we have the Folklies here. That's where mm. we have the Folklies. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, but speaking Rays. of uh, <laughs> websites and social medias and things, uh, Bad Country, you got any social medias that you can plug if people want to find you? How, how would they keep up on the latest, greatest Bad Country Andrew Williams news? Uh, yeah, uh, Instagram at Bad Country Andrew Williams. It's all one word. And the same thing with Facebook. You can find me on both of those. Uh, it may not be a, a lot on them, you know, because I'm, I'm still trying to get, you know, into the swing of everything. Because uh, being a new guy to it, it's, uh, you don't know what to really, you know, what you're looking to put out there. You know what I mean? So. Still trying to trying to figure it out, but that's where you can find me. So you're not going to put out like "fuck you, Tony" anytime soon. Yeah, not a lot of posts on the Instagram, just for the record. Yeah, yeah, not 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 much. Uh, he is not lying uh, about that, folks. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I guess no, we're, still, we're still trying to figure it out. Still trying to figure it out. We'll. Uh, I'll be trying to put more on there. That's that's pretty much it. That's that's what you get. When you're right. on Those are some cool sunglasses, though. I'll They're tell the you. exact yeah, same ones that you're wearing. <laughs> they are cool sunglasses. Cool. I like them. I, are they? Are they? Are they Iron Man's as well? I, I, to be honest with you, I found them at a gas station, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually did change my gear up a little bit, you know, from. What what you see in that picture, the jacket's the same, maybe the hat, but the glasses have changed. I got some camo shades now uh, and some camo pants, so I'm trying to, you know, evolve the character a little bit, you know, make make it look cool. 
Shout out to Pilot Truck Stops for making wrestlers look cool for 60 years. If Shade shows up, if Shade shows up next week with camo shades, we got a problem. <laughs> yeah, what gas station are we going to? <laughs> I heard the story. I was watching some uh, documentary. A and E did does the documentaries of all the big wrestlers. Uh, Legends, I think, is what they call it. And uh, somebody was talking about Mick Foley and just how absolutely fucking disgusting he is as a human. Like he shows up and. His ring gear is like just what he's fucking wearing. And he's going to roll out of there in the same sweatpants and like just how nasty he is. And somebody asked him one time, like, uh, Mick, why don't you bring a bag? He's like, just extra shit to carry. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they look at that now. I mean, like, if you don't have a, a gear bag, they almost look down on you now. Yeah. Like, if you show up, yeah, if you show up with a Walmart sack of, Got your gear in it. Like, no. well, it doesn't I was... look professional. It doesn't no. look professional. You gotta come in looking, looking the part, looking ready. When I was forced into uh, high school wrestling, which I know is a little different deal, but I was forced into high school wrestling. Long story. We don't have to get into it tonight. But uh, you had to shower after every practice uh, because of, like, I think ringworm. Is it ringworm that is common with wrestlers and the sweat and the stuff and Yes. Mm-hmm. Or is that just a story they told me to get me naked in high school? That's I think they were weird. just trying to get you naked. I got to go talk to my therapist. They wanted to see that tattoo. It's <laughs> <laughs> a nice one. <laughs> it all comes back. <laughs> well, cool. cool. You got anything last you, you want to tell us, uh, Andrew, before we before we get out of here? uh it, it, it's been an honor being here with you guys i appreciate you know this being my my first podcast and you guys bringing me in uh it's been it's been real fun it's been real fun i've enjoyed it awesome blair you got anything i'm i'm i'm, I'm glad to be here for this is my first interview on the uh back talk podcast it my would first, be yeah, it's first it's one. my first interview as a panelist on the back talk podcast Yep. He was he he was the interviewee before. I was an interviewee. So look look, bad country, it's something to look forward to. If you make poor choices in life, you too can be a host on this fucking show. <laughs> 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 uh, Dustin, what do you you got anything? Uh honor to meet you. Uh, and all that. Good luck in the future with everything that you're doing and uh yeah, about it. That was great. It was great meeting you. Thank you. Nice meeting you too. Tony. Yep. What you got? So this was your first podcast. I am sorry you were here and you had to deal with the asshole Andy that was sucker you to come in here and do this. So, you know, hopefully we were nice to you and like him, you know, because he can be an ass 99.99% of the time. So, yeah. But, I mean, it was great. You know, hey, we got to know a little bit about you, you know, in and outside of what you do in OVW and everything else. So, that's a good thing. Um, we all wish you luck in your, you know, journey in life, wherever you go. And, you know, you said you want to continue with OVW. So, hey, good luck. Continuing on with that, you know. And if you guys are listening, make sure you try to boost up his Instagram a little bit. Maybe give him some pointers. You know, hey, throw a video <laughs> or a picture on here sometime, you know, kind of 
Bump those throw some pictures. Up. Throw some pictures in his DM so he can post them. It was good. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank Uh you. Thank you. So, what's the biggest thing coming up for you? Uh, Man. Uh, Ignoring your phone call next time you call. call. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As of right now, um, just uh, seeing what happens next, you know. I think uh, Impact's next big pay-per-view is Bound for Glory, and that's on the same day as, uh, well, OVW No Rest for the Wicked. So it's going to be a little bit of competition, and unfortunately I'm going to be at OVW, not at OVW, but at Impact uh, this time around, uh, setting things up with them. So that'll be fun. <laughs> Hopefully uh Hopefully OVW can uh, you know get a few more views you know maybe maybe a few more buys on uh, fighter somewhere you know <laughs> yeah definitely check it out so the, what's that date I definitely will it is October twenty first all right so make sure you check out Fight TV October twenty first check out Bad Country Andrew Williams on all the social medias uh, hit up OVW. Uh, on social medias as well and um, then you can all um, spam message Al Snow and tell him he needs to come on back talk as well uh, so <laughs> Andrew it's been a pleasure I appreciate you I hope we get to see each other soon um, it's been a lot of fun thank you for having me thanks man appreciate it yeah, thanks and everybody else out there, thanks for uh, thanks for listening and sticking with us today. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Fuck you, Tanner. <laughs> <laughs>